Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. All right, and welcome to another exciting episode of Business Story of the Week. I'm your host, Shaheen Shan, and today we have a special guest, Jody Scott who is an herbal powerhouse, the founder of Green Goo, which I know if, if you guys know anything about anything, my wife and all the moms in the moms group, they, they are all very excited to see this episode because I guess it's something that every responsible mom should have hanging around. And I think anybody that's outdoorsy, indoorsy, you name it, this stuff is magic. And Jody is the founder and inventor of Green Goo. Jody's here to share some incredible insights with us, uh, some experiences that she's had. Jody's going to uncover the truth about the secrets of plant powered well being and alternative medicine and how she's used it to pave a healthier way for you. In this episode, we're going to talk to Jody Scott about how she founded Green Goo about plant-based nutrition and holistic well-being and everything in between. Jody, welcome to the show. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. So this is amazing. So I know a lot of people are excited uh, that you're on. I know we're all fans of your product uh, that I know you developed with a lot of love and attention. Tell us how you came to it. How did you come to inventing Green Goo? Thank you. Absolutely. So my sister's an herbalist and a midwife and I was pre-med and we started making these really unique products as she was going through herb school and we recognized how special plants were and the possibilities. And so we started kind of just mixing this in our kitchen for fun as she's going through herb school and we're, we're navigating. And of course I'm in private practice at the time. And I'm training resident physicians and I'm in the hospitals and I'm seeing the different kinds of interactions we're having with different products. And, and, um, and then I started looking at the first aid space. And what I found so interesting was that the natural consumer was willing to abandon their natural ethos because they were told that the traditional chemical products were the only ones that could get the job done, the job done. Um, then the conventional consumer was, I really don't care what ingredients they are. I just want something that works better because I'm really annoyed having to go to the doctor. And so we start making these beautiful products and we start taking them to the farmer's market and the reviews were amazing. I mean, moms were coming up to us saying, you know, our son with eczema who didn't have confidence to go to school anymore is now going to school and is excited and is interacting with friends, people who are dealing with chronic pain and using our products or, um, you know, folks who had different skin conditions or couldn't heal, uh, quickly. So they may have open wounds for a longer period of time. Someone who's suffering from diabetes, for example, and they would use our first aid formula and they're like, for the first time, our wounds are healing. And so that was really when the light bulb went on for my sister, mom and I. So the three of us did this together and we said, maybe we can change first aid. Maybe we can bring plant-based solutions that are superior to our legacy products and also hundred percent plant-based 
And hey, that's also bring some sustainability and a lifestyle brand because everything in first aid kind of looked medical. <laughs> it wasn't fun. So we said, let's bring some, some color. Let's bring some personality. And so Green Goo was born. So you guys were making this yourselves? Like you were making it up in your kitchen or? We sure wow. were. And, you know, when we first started meeting with manufacturers, because we said, okay, we need to scale this and we want to be credible. We wanted to register with the FDA and um, no manufacturer would pick us up. They said, why don't you just go get pre-made extracts that are already made on the market? And then we would consider it. But what's so unique to Green Goo is we bring the raw material, we bring the plants to our manufacturing facility where we take it through this unique extraction process, yields high amounts of the medicinal properties, and then that unique blend goes in each of these products. And that's why it works. And so we're making the ingredients. And it, it took a manufacturer whose son actually had eczema. He tried our product and he called us and he said, it was about three, four days later, we met him at a trade show. And he goes, I don't know how we're going to scale this, but the world needs this product. My son, for the first time, has his eczema under control. And that product is actually used by John Hopkins to date and has been used for over a decade in their scleroderma and skin condition department. So um, it took a, a consumer themselves to get behind the product to allow us the possibility to scale it. So for those who don't know, tell us what Green Goo is exactly. So Green Goo is a collection of plant-based first aid and body care products. So we really started in the first aid space, making things like topical antiseptics, uh, cold sore relief, poison ivy relief. Um, but then we've extended into other categories. So we have personal care products, toothpaste, deodorant, um, nice, lovely night serums and sleep sprays. And so we've really expanded. We even have pet and baby products now. But we take that first aid focus, meaning we're not just bringing you a lotion or an emollient. We're actually bringing you a first aid element. So, um, you know, for example, like our nursing cream is not just for cracked nipples. It's for thrush for the baby as well. So we're always looking at how else we can serve our customers and um, provide more symptom relief across the board that they may not even be thinking about. Okay. So you're training physicians. I, I presume you're training them in, uh, are, you, are you a physician yourself or you were training them in how to use herbal plant medicine? So I, I'm not a physician. I was pre-med. I have my master's in health psychology. And so what I was doing um, at the time is I was actually training resident physicians on the biopsychosocial model. So what that means is I was helping physicians meet the consumer or excuse me, the patient, and think of the patient more than just I'm prescribing them a medicine, and think of them as sort of this holistic approach. And now we call it integrative medicine, but then it was very new. And so teaching the physicians to say, how can we improve their commitment to this medication? And maybe we need to look at lifestyle and diet. Um, and even culture and personalities and, and really meet the patient where they're at so that we may be able to improve their overall health and wellness. Discover the remarkable journey of Anonymous John. No one likes feeling alone, anxious, or overweight. But John refused to let his circumstances define him. 
when his weight ballooned to a staggering 600 pounds, he made a choice to take control of his life. He began documenting his journey in his journal, and after shedding his first 103 pounds, he decided to share his story with the world. Through his journal, he offers inspiration and hope to anyone struggling with similar challenges. If you're looking to be inspired and uplifted, the Anonymous John podcast is for you. Join us on this journey of transformation and visit our website, theanonymousjohn.com. Incredible. So, all right. So you're doing that. You come up with the idea for this. You're cooking it up in your kitchen. And where do you start selling it at first? You said just just at uh, uh, like farmer's markets or or how did you find distribution for it initially? So it was just the farmer's market. And then our first retailer reached out to us. They're natural grocers. They're a natural um, food chain. And they said, we'd like to carry your product. Do you have any UPCs? And could you put a sell sheet together for us? We had no idea what that was. <laughs> so, you know, thank you, Google. Um, and we very quickly developed UPCs and sell sheets. And then after that, I said, you know what? I'm actually going to intentionally go out to retailers now and see if there is interest. And, um, you know, we grew up in the military and uh, we, in, in what's called the Army Air Force Exchange store, oftentimes we didn't have access growing up to innovative products. Um, you know, the Air Force Exchange oftentimes carried your essentials. And so growing up, very passionate about health and wellness products, we would have to venture sometimes an hour away, depending on where we live, to find natural products. And so for us, it was very near and dear and authentic to reach out to them to say, hey, we have some plant-based first aid products. Never thinking I would get the appointment, and I did. And then during the meeting, they said, okay, we want to carry your product, and we'd like to do an end cap, and can we get a line sheet, and, 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 and. And again, we didn't know what half of these terms were. Um, but we got the opportunity, and from there, it really opened up grocery stores for us, other retailers, um, and it was really sort of a domino effect and and, um, and going out and cold calling different retailers. Wow. So from cold calling. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the show is called Business Story of the Week, and I know a lot of our listeners and viewers are very interested about the entrepreneurial path that you took. Uh, because it's it's very different, right? If you've got a job where you're training physicians and then taking the risk of saying, hey, you know what? I think this has legs. We're just going to run with this. So presumably at this time, you were still had your day job and your um, your family was still doing their work as midwives and doing all the stuff that they're doing, but you decided to launch this on the side. Was there a time where you said, hey, you know what? We're going to go all in on Green Goo. We did. And interestingly enough, I was living in Texas. My sister was living in Idaho. And my mom was living in Colorado. <laughs> and we're all, you know, we have our day jobs. And we said, okay, guys, it's time to go all in. And um, at this point, we were probably in a few hundred stores. We were just starting to register with the FDA. Um, and we've been incredibly scrappy. And so we said, okay, let's do it. So all three of us relocated, or my parents were already in Colorado, located to Colorado, 
we made this our home base and we got a warehouse, started hiring employees, and we were kind of off to the races at that point. Mm, okay. Was that scary? Incredible. As I, <laughs> as I say it, I'm like, whoo. <laughs> yes, it was, it was incredibly terrifying. And all of a sudden, we, we were not only responsible for our own paychecks, which were tiny, um, but we were responsible for other employees as well. And there's been many times in our career in doing this where we had to take the step back and say, okay, we're not getting paychecks so that we can support our employees. And so even then, um, that doesn't stop the risks as you're, as you're trucking along and building, building your, your business. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't understand that about entrepreneurship, right? They look at you as the founder, the owner of the business, you know, and they're like, man, this guy gets, you know, or this, this, this lady gets all the, all the, all the pay. Um, you know, and look at me, I'm just getting a paycheck. It's like, well, yeah, that person's taking all the risk. They don't see all the times where, you know, you had to cut back on, on your lifestyle and, and take the risk to, to make this happen. At um, one point we had all three, my mom and sister and myself and our families living on one property. And, and, uh, and then our living room was the office. And so employees would come into the living room. And so there was no privacy. Um, and it, it, it was such a wonderful chapter, but I think the moment we were all able to kind of have our own space, we were pretty grateful. <laughs> what was, so tell me this, what was the big breakthrough, right? So we have you working a job, coming up with an idea with your mom and your sister, you know, you start selling at farmer's market, you think this thing has legs, then you go, you know what, let's, let's go all in guys. This is what we're going to do. I don't care if we're, we're eating ramen, we're, we're all moving into the same house, whatever it takes, we're going to make this succeed. Then you start, get it into one store, you get it into two stores, you start doing that. At what point did you look into your bank account or look at the business and go, whoa, we, we made it. You know, honestly, I don't know that I've ever said we've made it. Um, being a part of the plant-based revolution has been a journey. And then you take first aid. So first aid is a category that um, is, doesn't have sort of the same consumption rate as you would see in sort of your traditional health and beauty. And then you're pitching to buyers plant-based alternatives, which remember... We didn't start talking plant-based until probably two years ago. Now there's plant-based water, you know, but, but five, six, seven years ago, plant-based was not a term. So um, I would say in terms of feeling more solid that the consumer is there and ready for plant-based is now. And now, now I am seeing the, um, the runway really open up where before I feel like we were kind of forging the path because the path didn't exist before. You know, imagine like the first kombucha company. What's kombucha? <laughs> you know, after that, lots of kombucha companies can, and can, you know, come to the table. How are you different? We've been forging the path for plant-based first aid. And I think for the first time right now, I'm seeing that um, we're not having to dig. There's, there's momentum, which is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's totally true. You know, I mean, I was 
unfortunately vegan for years, uh, almost 10, 12 years. And during that time, I remember traveling and there was no vegan food. Like if I was in France, I'd, I'd be in Paris and I'd say, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm vegan. And they would take the chicken out of the food and they'd be like, here's your food. And now this summer, I mean, we traveled everywhere we went. There's plant-based this, plant-based that, you know. So it's, it's, it's boomed. And I think, like many things, you've created your own luck. You were at the right place at the right time and still are at the right place at the right time with what you're doing as the whole plant-based movement, the herbal movements, uh, really, really picking up steam now. And you're there with an excellent product. And I tell people this all the time, you know, come with excellence because there's so much crap out there. There's so much crappy products out there that when you find something like Green Goo that like that works, people are like amazed. They're like, oh my God. And then they turn it over and they're like, oh, it doesn't have the dimethylcone 46 that causes three types of cancer. Like, wow. Right. And then they, they, get to know your brand they get to know you they get to know your story all the philanthropy that you guys are doing i know you guys are sending this out to military you guys are helping uh women in uh third world countries that don't have access to this stuff don't have access to modern medicine um so that's a big deal and i definitely want to get you on the show again um to learn more and so we can do a little bit more of a deep dive about you your story and these products but what an amazing story let me ask you two questions one uh for our audience what is the biggest obstacle you came across in making this business successful and how did you overcome it Ooh, there's so many of those <laughs> depends on the day you know, I think, um, and, and, I, and this is probably stating the obvious for most people, right? Capital for growth is a challenge. And um, growing as fast as you can financially support it and being incredibly scrappy and creative. And so that's what kept me up late at night was going, okay, we have limited resources. How can we continue to get market share, build a brand, um, exceed expectations back to your point of efficacy, never compromise the formulas, um, give a price point to consumers that is attainable while also maintaining profitability. And that is a constant game. <laughs> um, but one that I would say was the biggest hurdle in discerning if Green Goo had a future and, and how to continue to, to be available to consumers. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest overarching one, you know, uh, minus all the other hiccups that consumers have had to or businesses have had to deal with in terms of capital markets changing and COVID and lockdowns and <laughs> going from you know retail footprint we were 98% retail footprint when we went on lockdowns and I mean if you're first aid and you have poison ivy you need a solution like now and so building our direct-to-consumer model essentially overnight to keep our our business afloat um, and thankfully, of course, direct to consumer and, and 
the ability to bring products to people's front doors also became optimized. So it worked well together. I love that. I love that. And you know, I, you make a really salient point there. And I talk to people about this a lot of the time, especially beginning entrepreneurs. You know, I mentor at uh, a couple of the tech incubators and I tell them, look, if you have an endless budget, you can do anything. Of course you can do anything, but that's not the path of the entrepreneur. The path of the entrepreneur, particularly the startup entrepreneur, is exactly like you say, Jody. You got to learn to be scrappy, but you have to work with efficiency. If you put 10, 10 people in a room, the entrepreneur that really understands efficiency, understands and how to make their dollar stretch out the biggest way possible, right? Uh, understands how to use just four ounces of pressure, of leverage to, to gain that publicity to gain that PR to to increase sales like you did you know hustled and walked into stores and said hey carry green goo right what do you think of green goo do you guys want to carry going to the farmers markets like that type of scrappiness really I think to a big part uh, is responsible for your success and for your ethos the ability to do that now as you've grown you have more capital you know, those things are, are less of a, a consideration for you. So you can do other things and grow and expand, but you never lose that. And I think that's really important for people to realize. Um, I want to dig deeper into all of this stuff. So uh, would love to have you back on the show. We'll do a long form version of this in the coming months. How do people get a hold of you and, and learn about you and Green Goo? I think the best place to go would be greengoo.com. Um, you can read about our story, our family, read about the products in depth, see the testimonials. Um, and then, of course, our emails are there as well. And, and please do reach out. All right. Yeah. So that ends our episode. Thank you, Jody, for being on. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Business Story of the Week brought to you by the Podcast Cola Network. For anybody who's interested, if you like this show or like to be on shows just like this one, reach out to us at podcastcola.com. Jody, you can find her on Green Goo and, and really read up on her amazing story because they've really become a model, particularly in the natural products industry, for how to do things and how to do it right. And Jody is really a, a trailblazer, and we're all very excited to see what else they come up with and to watch all the amazing work they're doing at Green Goo, a company that not only produces great products that are great for you and the environment, but also one that gives back to the communities that uh, support them. So please reach out to that. Jody, thanks again for being on. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. All right, so here's the thing. We try to get a little bit better every day, but we can't do it without you. So if you like the video, make sure to like and subscribe below. And if you have any comments, just leave them in the space under.